Welcome to Sunlight Connections, a homeschool podcast. In this podcast, we hope that you get the opportunity to connect with other homeschoolers for encouragement, tips, and fellowship. Like Sunlight's curriculum offerings, we explore homeschooling through the lens of a literature-rich, Christ-centered education. Join us on this adventure. Anyone can homeschool and no two home families are the same, but it doesn't always feel that way. If misconceptions are holding you back, you don't know how to justify concern others, or you feel alone, we're here to break those homeschool stereotypes. I'm Sunny, I'm Sunlight's community manager, and I'm also a Sunlight mom of two children who have been educated since preschool with Sunlight. And joining me today, I have Amy, Christy, and Jen. So Amy, do you want to introduce yourself to everyone? I'm Amy Parsley. I'm a, a homeschool mom of three, and we've uh, homeschooled with Sunlight since they were teeny tiny. I started in preschool, and now I've got uh, going to have two high schoolers next year. So, and I was a physician assistant before I homeschooled. So, given our topic today, that seems appropriate. <laughs> I was actually pre-PA myself, but when I was around patients the first time, I decided I did not want to work with sick people. (laughs) I'm excited to have you here. Yeah. (laughs) Christy, go ahead and tell us a little bit more about you. Hi, I'm Christy. I'm on the mentor team and I enjoy um, talking to homeschool moms. Um, This is our 14th year of homeschooling with Sunlight, and uh, we have started, we started, uh, we've used all of Sunlight's homeschool programs from preschool through high school, and not every single program, but we've used most of the programs from preschool to high school, and um, my, uh, I have four um, sons, and my background is in education. Thank you for being here. Jen, do you want to tell us about you? Hi, I'm Jen. Um, I'm a homeschool mom of four. I have been using Sunlight um, in my homeschool for 21 years. I have two graduates who are both off adulting and being functional adults in the world. Um, I have one in high school and I have one um, still in middle school. And uh, yeah, my I mean, my background was in education and in English, which, you know, I don't know what English is very useful for, except that I can say nothing in as many words as you need me to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, perfect. Thank you, ladies, for being here. Let's go ahead and dive right in with, I think, one of the biggest questions um, or concerns people have, and that is the socialization issue. People might be concerned that if they homeschool, their kids are going to be socially awkward or a little odd compared to school-educated kids, or they might miss out on some of those fun school activities like sports, plays, prom, you know, those types of things. So how would you answer them and tell them that's not the case necessarily? That's not the case necessarily. (laughs) Um, My kids all played sports from the time they were preschool age through high school um, on rec teams, on club teams, um, on high school teams when that was available. Um, My kids have participated in music as much as they've wanted to. Um, All three of my ones who are age appropriate for that have gone to prom. Um, they were asked to prom, two of them were asked to somebody else's prom because they were not 
as weird as the homeschool stereotypes <laughs> said they would be. They're pretty much just normal um, teenagers. Uh, so, I mean, it, you know, your mileage may vary, but, you know, I think that homeschooling is so popular now and there are so many groups all over um, the United States for all kinds of things. And so, you know, find a group. Right now, my son wants me to look for a Rubik's Cube group. Um, which could be the dorkiest request I've gotten in 21 years of homeschooling. <laughs> they exist. I know they do. <laughs> That's why we're looking. And we can't guarantee that your child is not going to be weird. They might be weird, whether they homeschool or not. It's just yeah. not the homeschool that's going to cause it. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with weird. What did you say? I'm okay with a little bit weird. Yeah, me too. Me and too. I mean, on socialization, I love that my kids can talk to, can work with little children and talk to adults and yeah. anything in between. And that's yeah. my biggest, that to me is real socialization, that it doesn't, they're not necessarily age appropriate. Like they, they can cross all of those bounds because they're, that's who they interact with. Yeah. So, yeah. and there's so many things to choose from for homeschool. Um, that's one thing we have to um, that we have to deal with is narrowing it down. You know, yeah. what, do, what do we not do? Because there's so many options of things to do. And it's not, um, it's just different. You know, you have to accept the fact that um, there are things that happen if your child is in school, you have to, you know, make lunch every day at a, in, in, in the morning. And you don't have to make lunch in the morning when you're homeschooling. You know, it's just things like that. It's not that it's you know, one is better, one of the, you know, one of the others better. It's just different. And if you can just accept that, as far as the socialization thing goes, um, you know, my sons have gotten very involved in a, in a cross country team that um, is huge for them during the summer into the, late summer into the fall. And it's, it kind of takes over our fall schedule a little bit and we have to work around it for other things. And then there's plays that they're in. There's all these different things. It's just not this, it's not gonna be the same as being at a public school, um, but there are going to be a lot of options and you just have to accept that they will be a little bit different um, than what you've had before, maybe better in some areas and maybe, you know, uh, you know, just a little different. Yeah. Yeah, I think the weirdest thing about my kids is that they are able to talk to different age groups. Like you said, Amy, they're from a young age, they have been more mature and articulate when it comes to older people, just because they spend so much time with me. But yeah, I mean, that's a total myth. You, your kids could be weird in school. They could be weird out of school. <laughs> I oftentimes say they're only going to be as weird as you because you're the influence on them. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> if they are watching you interact, with people, you know, that that's where they're picking up a lot of those skills. And then, yeah, as far as activities, since our kids were about that kindergarten, first grade age, where they would be doing activities in school, we have found the lessons for them. There's co-op opportunities, state organizations, you know, for homeschoolers, all of those things. So I have not felt that they have missed out on anything thus far. And, and I doubt that I will feel that way, even when they're grown and out of my house. 
So another thing that I think a lot of people think of, and I know this was something that I was kind of worried about when I started homeschooling my daughter, my husband and I both worked full time and she was an only child. And I had this misconception that only former teachers or stay-at-home moms can homeschool and that all homeschool families are these large Christian families, you know, with a lot of kids um, and kind of that middle-class income. And I remember thinking, that's not us. Can I actually still homeschool my kids? So what do you guys say to that? <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I have no background in education whatsoever. And um, that it made me nervous as well, but um, I just started talking to people that homeschooled and learned what it looked like. And one of the reasons that I was drawn to sunlight was, you know, in my plug for sunlight, certainly the lesson plans, because it was, here's how you do it. And, um, and I didn't have to figure it out for myself. And, and then the, the proof really is in the pudding very quickly. So for me, it, you know, I, I just got started and gave it a try and they thrived and I, we figured it out and anything we struggled on, I, I had all, I had built community of other homeschoolers and asked their advice. And how do I, you know, how do I teach this thing that maybe we're struggling with? And even the things we're talking about with outside programs there, if, you know, we didn't, we haven't had to do that really for main learning type of things, but there's so, there's so much help if you struggle, but I don't think you'll struggle like you might think you would, even if you don't have a background in that. Yeah. I think I had this much of a concept of what <laughs> homeschool was like when I first started. And when I was in college, actually, I had only been, you know, I maybe had, I would say there was a girl upstairs uh, from me that had been homeschooled. And there I had uh, relatives, distant relatives that had been homeschooled. And I had met a couple of people in high school that were homeschooled. That was it. That was all I knew about homeschool. So it was just this tiny little conception that even differed from what Sunny said earlier, my concept of homeschool. And so I had a professor in college that was so wise to bring in a former student from the university who had her master's degree in art. And she um, was homeschooling her children. And so she came in and talked to us about, you know, um, as future educators, she said, this is on the rise and you will, um, and what your perception of homeschool is, is so small compared to what this community is. It's a huge community. It's very diverse. And she kind of educated us on homeschool and what it was about and said, you need to be prepared for this because you will have students coming into your class and going out of your class for this reason. And you just need to know about it. And I thought that was very wise of them to bring in someone back in, this is in the you know mid nineties to talk to us and to, to kind of explain this whole thing that was about to explode more than they could have even imagined back then. And um, I would say also going to events around the country, even after I started homeschooling, you know, maybe my whole concept of homeschooling was about this big then, but then going around the country and meeting families, there are so all it kind of all of the perception is just gone there there are so many different you know situations for homeschooling and people that homeschool for so many different reasons it's just beyond anything I could explain in a short little time um, and there are so many reasons as many as you can imagine 
to homeschool. And so um, it, it just kind of explodes all the myths of there's one type. Well, and I let me add, it's such a different setting than a classroom setting. If that's what it's being compared to you, you're a one-on-one -on -one tutor with your kiddo or a one-on-three. That's such a different way for a child to learn than a classroom setting. And it's it's a great way for kids to learn. And so even if you're having to figure it out, you're figuring it out with one to, you know, 10, depending on how, you, how many you have, but really one-on-one -on -one with the first time you do it. So, and yeah. then you get it and then you're good and you, you know, you're, you're good for the next one. They'll have some other challenge, but yeah. same thing. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I do have a background in education, so I totally fit the homeschool, you know, box. <laughs> <laughs> right there. But um, I ended up having to homeschool through a divorce and um, being single and then remarrying. Um, and all of the, the family trauma um, that that came with. And I will say that while it was hard, um, it was a huge blessing to be able to um, not have to send my kids out into a world that wouldn't understand what they were going through, um, where we could really address what each of them needed all the time through all these different stages of um, family trauma, really. Um, we've also homeschooled through uh, a medical crisis um, and like, which is turned into a chronic thing. And so, you know, and, and, and that's another one where like in all the homeschool, you know, <laughs> like assumptions, nobody's kid is sick. Like, what is that? Like, can people with like weird situations, even homeschool? And I'm here to say yes. And for him, again, it turned out to be a huge blessing because he had some restrictions put on him that would have made being in elementary school um, really, really, it would have been very awkward. And because he was just at home, we were able to deal with it um, much more comfortably. So yeah, even if you don't look like the stereotypical homeschool family, you can still do it. Yeah, and I think that was something that amazed me once I started homeschooling was, oh, look, here's, like you said, Jen, single moms homeschooling. Oh, look, here's other working moms homeschooling. Oh, yeah. People with one child, here's people with 10 children, you know, really does vary significantly from family to family. Um, I know another thing that I think a lot of times people think is that, oh, you're homeschooling because you hate public schools or you're trying to control the path your kids are on, you're overprotective. Um, so what would you say to people who are thinking that? Like, why? how do you feel about schools and why did you decide to homeschool ultimately? I've actually, I've actually sent three of my teenagers to, well, I've tried. I actually sent two of them um, to public school for part of their high school experience. Um, in no way do I hate public schools. And avoiding public school wasn't the reason I, I started homeschooling in the beginning or the reason I kept doing it. So, I mean, I think public school teachers are like the most magnificent, giving, um, tough people I have ever met. And I support every single one of them. I just don't send my kids there for my own reasons. I, I think some of that depends on your homeschool. I mean, on your public school, sorry, you know, where you live and what, you know, what opportunities you have. And if 
I think a lot of us like to just have a say in what's going on, um, and especially with our kiddos. And that's not always the opportunities people have in public school. And some of them it is, but um, that those options of, of having a say in how your child is educated are just more much more limited in public school. So be it for religious reasons, be it for um, just educational level, you know, how, how rigorous you want your homeschool or, um, or just the types of subjects you want to cover. That's all things that we think about as we choose what we're doing with educating our kids. And if public school doesn't allow for you to do those things, then this may be a better fit. And I will say from on the overprotective part, um, from just my friend group, um, from, um, people that I know that homeschool. There are people that feel all sorts of ways about all sorts of things. And um, I would say that there are even parents, um, I read a book recently by a Stanford professor that works with incoming freshmen about students being ready and not having the hover mother, you know, like not having, um, you know, being that she has so many students that come in that don't feel like they can do the next step and she feels really strongly and she talks in this book about letting children fail and letting them um, you know have experience she talks about the mom that was in trouble even for letting her son go on the subway you know that whole story but I know people that feel very much like they're really into that movement of letting your children you know you know, have experiences and, and in a safe, you know, in a safe way. But um, I feel, I know people on all sides of that. So again, you're going to have people along the spec, there's a spectrum of all of these things, and you're going to have that within the, within the homeschool community as well, as well. Yeah. And I think it's important to know what your reasons for homeschooling are, and then don't really worry about or focus on why somebody else is choosing to homeschool or not to homeschool. I know when I fell in love with homeschooling, if I was like, yay, homeschool, people would be like, oh, well, are you judging me because I don't homeschool my kids? And I was like, no, that is not the case. You do what you feel you need to do with your kids. I'm just so excited about you know, what felt like this new discovery of, wow, look at this amazing way my kids are learning. Um, So I think, yeah, sometimes it's important to kind of distinguish between why you choose to homeschool um, and why somebody else may choose to or not to, and and realize that that doesn't mean that you are criticizing or judging other parents' decisions. Because at the end of the day, I believe that God has given us our kids for us to raise the way he calls us to. So yes, I think that's important. Another thing, um, and my daughter, now that she's a little bit older, has even heard comments from some of her friends where people assume all homeschool kids are either super smart, genius level kids, or that they're not learning anything at all. They're just playing all day. So what do you say to that? I have within my home people that are far different from one another that are very competitive and that are just not they are just not competitive academically or in sports or in you know so within my own home I have variety in this way of students that are super super um, uh, organized and super 
motivated about, you know, academically doing things. Um, my son just started a writing club, for example, and they write every day. And this summer they're going to, they have this whole thing worked out where they're going to critique each other's writing. And it's so sweet. He's a ninth grade boy. And this is what he has chosen to do with part of his summer. And it's awesome. And, you know, I have a son who's in an honors class. And then I have a son who had an IEP in the early elementary years. And we, um, if you don't know what that is, it's an individualized education plan. He had a medical thing that happened. He had to regain language. And we um, started in when, when he was in first grade, we were using preschool read-alouds because those were the ones that made the most sense for him. So we were doing first grade math. We were doing first grade uh, language arts and we were um, he was doing science with his brother because it had a lot of pictures and it was engaging and so he was doing like a third grade science and then preschool read alouds so where that was his that was where was it was best for him mm-hmm. and so I have you know I have within my house a lot of different um, strengths weaknesses and um, and the homeschoolers I know as well you know there are I, I think um, at our umbrella school one time the mom was talking about um, how some I guess curriculum options put out there that oh this is for the advanced kids or you know that type of thing and um, she said just from her vantage point of seeing students um, she said in the same family, you have students who are all over the place with their standardized test scores with their, you know, students vary and parents think they can do this one thing and it's going to make them all brilliant or, you know, whatever it is that they sell. Um, but no, it's, um, you know, there's a, there's a variety of, of ability of a variety of strengths and weaknesses in the community, I would say. Well, and to, to, to tack on to that, um, can I just be so frustrated with the term advanced kid? I mean, I have one who in high school was like, I'm going to do Latin and I'm going to learn calligraphy and I'm going to do calculus and I'm going to do, you know, all these things. And I was like, you do you girl. And she would have been exactly that nerdy in any school situation. <laughs> um, my next one is like, now tell me exactly what I have to do to maintain my, my <laughs> athletic eligibility. Okay, great. Thanks. I'll do exactly that. And not one lick more <laughs> in the same family where I have another one who's really, really like technologically capable. He opens a laptop and can just do anything it calls for. I have one that is super, super motivated. And as soon as there's a goal, like is absolutely determined. I wish they all had that one. Um, you know, I have some that are super organized and some who are not some who are good at math and science and some who are much more fluent readers than some of their siblings. Like everybody's advanced at something. There's, I I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are some genius kids who are just amazing at everything, but like in my house, everybody has their thing. So to me, that's the positive spin on it right? That's the positive thing that you, that you, when you're talking about homeschooling, why does it work with such variety of kids? It's that you can let them soar in the thing that they soar in. You don't have to, you don't have to hold them back to the class standard. You can let them, you can let them go be amazing. And, and so, yes, they're probably have something that they're going to, they're going to struggle in and you're going to have to address that. Just my, I always have, I have to say to one of my children, so in order for you to do the thing you want to do, you do actually have to do your math. Like you're not going to do math later, but 
you got to graduate with math. So you have to do it. But, you know, it's not that she's not capable. It's that she has been allowed to soar in the things that she is gifted in. And that's what, that's what you're talking about. That's what you're both talking about is they've got giftings and we're allowed to let them fly. So Mm -hmm. that's the, to me, that's what I think people see in homeschooling when they say that is that high achieving thing. A lot of them are high achieving in the thing they were made to do. Yeah. And that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's I such agree. a good way of, of putting it. Cause yeah, my kids are very different, learn differently and everything, but sunlight has been great for them because who doesn't love a good story. And so I yeah. might change the way I modify teaching it to them, but, but like you said, Amy, they're both allowed to fly in the areas that they thrive in. And then there are the ones where, yeah, you just have to get this done so that you can graduate and move on with your life. But, but yeah, I think that definitely if you are a motivated parent, your kids will learn what they need to know um, while they're in your homeschool. So let's talk a little bit about, um, I hear it a lot when people say, oh, I can homeschool. I'm not patient enough for that. Oh no, I need my kids on um or oh I live in a little tiny house or I'm not organized like a lot of it comes down to you as the parent and why they couldn't do it because of all these different things so what do you think do you all just have mansions you're super organized and calm and patient all the time or how do you handle that (laughs) no no I've I've met welders that homeschool I have met fighter pilots that homeschool. I've met surgeons. I've met firefighters, those with, you know, that are high school grads, those with their doctorate, those with huge homes, you know, those that homeschool in their dining room still, that is me. Um, Sometimes they go, you know, in the little space in their room. I have one room that does not fit a desk and they, they would like for it to fit, but it doesn't quite fit because (laughs) if they want to do something in a quiet area right now, they, they share their brother's um, room that has room for a desk. So you make it work. You make it work. (laughs) Yeah. I've homeschooled in some really small houses. I had three kids in 700 square feet one time. Um, and I mean, you just, I've never had a school room. I've never had that, like all the bookshelves and, you know, I mean, this is never how we rolled. Everybody's different. I do have maps on the wall, (laughs) but that's like, you know, that's the homeschooliest thing about my house probably. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, uh, I never tried to make it look like a classroom, but I guess if my kids were coming out of a classroom environment, maybe that would have been more important to me. You know, again, I'm only in charge of my kids, whatever anybody feels like they need to do for their kids is fine. Um, it cracks me up when people say I could never, I'm not patient enough. I'm like, have you met me? Right. I mean, Same. you're standing here, you're standing here talking to me. You do realize that like, I'm not either. Right. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm probably more patient than I was then, but you know, I don't have toddlers, so I get more sleep now. (laughs) Um, But I don't know. I don't think there's one personality type. Um, I I mean, I just, of the homeschool moms, I know we're all so different Um, and not everybody's organized, not everybody's patient, not everybody. I mean, I have one friend who's like the perfect, amazing, like earth mother, kind of huge family, patient voice, 24 seven. 
Um, and I'm always amazed because I'm like, how are you even friends with me? Like I am, you know, I am always apologizing to my kids for something because I'm always, you know, saying the wrong thing or reacting and then having to pull it back and be like, okay, listen, tell me again, because I'll respond better this time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, well, and I love how I love sunlight when they came out, whenever it was the couch subjects and table subjects, you know, which we still talk about. And I yeah. love that because that's what you need. Yeah. I mean, you get a, a comfy place that y'all can sit. Okay. Do you have a yeah. table that somebody can work on? Okay. You're good. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. have to be, there's no, there's no perfect. It can be all over the house or it can be in one space. You're yeah. not, as I had somebody tell me very early on, you are not parking a school bus in front of your house. <laughs> this is something different. So yeah. do what works for your family. And if you are called to do it and you, the Lord will make it work. I mean, he will help you to figure out whatever it is that you need for your family. So, yeah. 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 Right now we homeschool in my bedroom. We've got like comfy chairs and a yep. place for a basket in my bedroom. And so that's kind of where we yep. are because I only have like one kid at home homeschooling with me left. And so um, it's way different than when I had four, but like uh, under the table, right. Standing at the table in the car. That's my favorite. Like, you know, I saw a shirt one time that said, I don't know why they call it homeschooling. We never get out of the car. And I was like, I feel that so hard. Dentist office. Dentist office. It was soccer practice. It was like the five days a week at soccer, on the way to soccer, on the way home from soccer, while we were waiting for soccer to be started over, whatever. Yeah, all the time. And so, yeah. we used a front room that had good lighting one time. Um, that was, and it, that just happened to be two of our boys' bedrooms, and um, and it had a the tw- two twin beds beside each other, and so it just had the best light for read alouds. I loved it, and the baby could be doing his thing in an in a protected area while we were there, and it, so we kind of used it like a day bed. You know, mm-hmm. we sat on it this way. And, and did our, our, our reading had a bunch of pillows on it so that we could get comfortable. So just making it work, however it works. Yeah. Yeah. And I think homeschooling, I have grown and become more flexible and patient and all of that, (laughs) the longer I've done it. I mean, if you had asked my friends before I had kids, they would have said, I never would have had kids. That's how like (laughs) not super warm and fuzzy maternal I am and so I think everybody was shocked when I was like oh yeah I'm gonna homeschool because I I do have that type a intense personality um naturally so I am more organized but anybody with kids knows that as they get older they may or may not be organized I live with three very messy people and so I've learned to kind of let go of that um and my patience and calmness and all those things have grown um but there are definitely times I have to apologize to my kids because Oh, I either expected you to be an adult when you were only 10 at the time, or, you know, oh, I got a little worked up. And so, yeah, there, there is no perfect homeschool parent. Anybody can do it. You just, like I said earlier, have to be motivated and dedicated to those kids. And then it makes it easier to figure out how you are going to do that. Um, let's talk a little bit 
about like testing and legalities and all of that. I know um, sometimes the concern with homeschooling is, is this legal? A lot of times that will come maybe from older family members or friends who aren't as familiar with homeschooling. Um, so what do you say to that? How do you make sure that you are within you know, your legal rights to homeschool your kids? And then where do you find resources if you're not sure you know, what to do next? I, I usually direct people to HSLDA, the Homeschool Defense League, as well as their state homeschool organization. So if, you know, it's searching it on the web and finding their state homeschool organization, a lot of times the information is on their website for what the legal requirements are. And it's also a way for them to connect to other homeschool families. And oftentimes they can um, find out what they need or connect with somebody that can tell them what they need. That's typically how I tell people to go. I've homeschooled in um, three different states that had wildly different um, legal requirements. And so I usually, I mean, I tell people the same thing as Amy does, but I also say, get a copy there. It's available on the, um, on the web. It's usually available through the state organization. Um, of the actual homeschool law in your state so that you make sure you are complying to the letter with your homeschool law. Um, I mean, we wanna be you know, good, honest representatives and homeschool with integrity. Um, on the other hand, if you know the actual law, you will be guarded against anybody trying to tell you that you have to do something extra. Because while I always recommend doing everything the law requires, I warn against going above and beyond that um, and doing more than is required of you. Because, you know, if, if we start submitting or agreeing to more than is required, then they'll expect that out of the next homeschoolers. And that's not within the law. Yeah. I've had a guy from our state non-public um, Department of Education or whatever, tell me before when I was a new mom, it wasn't in the state that I live in now, but in a previous state, he um, actually explained to me, he said, just through the course of our conversation, I can tell you are diligent and you are probably exceeding the expectations in your home with your students. And I can tell that from the conversation that we've had. And he said, what you need to know is whatever you're, when they were asking for volunteers to bring like a folder of information and meet at the library. And so I said, will that look good on the homeschool community if we do this or will this, you know, and he actually told me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that because if you give them things, they have to file them. And then it is there for anyone who might ever, ever want to look through that and then um, make decisions about that. So he recommended that I not just what Jen was saying, not exceed what is required, but have what they, he said, you have your folder, you have it on your shelf. Like we've asked, you have the things in that folder that we have asked you to have. And if you are ever asked for that, you'll be ready. But if I wouldn't volunteer to, to turn it in and have it filed, you know, and he was the person that was the authority in that case. And so um, I do think that, that, that there is truth in that. And I do also um, just as a surprise last year, when my son was getting ready for college, um, he was, um, he went, he walked on to a team 
And um, so I never dreamed or thought the whole years, all the years that we were, you know, homeschooling, that we would need to have NCAA eligibility. And we did. So keeping the records is not a bad idea. And it's good. And I like that we did that we did that writing down, you know, some of the things were writing down what materials you used year to year because you for, might forget, you know, that kind of thing for high school. I wrote down, you know, what did we do for science this year? What did we do? What materials? What book did we use? I actually had to write that on the NCAA eligibility forms, the books that we used, you know, like things I like that. I kid do that. I'm just uh-huh. saying. My kid has to keep her records, like write down every single thing you read. They might write it down, but on the NCAA eligibility forms, the, I was required by law to fill it out. And so I did. And so I I had that there. And basically um, that was, that was really helpful. And um, he was able to, and I think this past weekend, talking to some parents in the booth, um, there was a dad that was kind of blown away when I told him my son just got, he just got his first um, uh, athletic scholarship. And so he was a walk-on last year. And this year he was given a scholarship and he was like, I didn't know homeschoolers could do that. I didn't know. Is it, what type of school is it? I said, it's NCAA. And he said, wow. You know, yeah. I just thought that, you know, so there are per- misperceptions that people have about um, what you are able to do as a homeschooler. And there are, um, I didn't even get anything back. I mean, I just, I just got the accepted from NCAA. So everything I turned into them must've been, must've passed their bar because it, um, that was great. So, um, so it can totally be done. Yeah, and I think it's important too to go to the homeschool experts with those types of questions because there is a lot of misinformation as far as like if you work for the school district, you probably don't know your state homeschool laws that well. Um, And I know like when I moved to Colorado, the homeschool laws were very different than the state I came from. And so I Googled, you know, how do I homeschool in Colorado, got the actual state laws. And then now we use an umbrella school here, you know, to make sure that we are legal. But I sent them an email of, okay, have I done everything I need to? Do I need to do this? Do I need to do this? You know, and those state organizations are, they are the ones that are familiar with your state laws. They are the ones that can actually give you that advice. Um, And a lot of times, yeah, people that are not actively homeschooling in that state probably do not know what those state laws are. Um, Like Amy said, HSLDA is a great place to get plugged into your state um, and finding out what's going on there. So if you're brand new to homeschooling and you're not sure, you know, anything at all about the legalities or anytime you move, um, definitely a, a great way to figure out, you know, what you need to do in that state. Because I found, yeah, and like Jen, you said in different states, vast differences between the two and what I needed to keep records of. Um, I will say the Sunlight Instructors Guides make it very easy oh, yeah. to keep records because if you need attendance records, Records. You can write dates on there. You know, if you just need the scope and sequence to, you know, report what you're learning about, all of that information's in there. There's book lists. So if you need the books, like Christy said, for, you know, other forms, you've got all that information very easily accessible. So that is one of my favorite things about Sunlight when it comes to record keeping is just yes. that it's already been done and it's there. 
So let's talk a little bit about, I know, um, I think when you homeschool and that's different than what the people around you are used to, you do get a lot of questions uh, from curious people, you know, asking like, well, what about this? What about that? Um, but sometimes it can be really hard if those you're closest to family or close friends are maybe critical of your decision or don't support you in this. And this is something that you feel called to do. So ladies, can you offer some encouragement or advice maybe for somebody who does want to homeschool, but they don't have a great support network of people because these other people might be thinking of all these different stereotypes we've talked about. One thing that, um, I mean, I lucked out. My mom is completely supportive of whatever I wanted to do, whatever my kids want to do. She just wants to be, you know, in the inner circle and she's super supportive of every crazy thing we've ever come up with. So shout out to my mom. Um, but one of the things that she talked to me about early was that, you know, not to take criticism from people who you would not go to for advice. So there will be people who feel perfectly free to tell you exactly what they think of your parenting decisions or the way you run your family. And if you, um, if you have it in you to nod and smile, um, my mom calls it bless and release. Um, that can be really, really useful because you don't want to start an argument or a lot of back and forth if you really don't want to get into that with whoever the person is, but just, you know, yeah, socialization is something we think about. Oh yeah. We pick curriculum very carefully. Thank you so much for your concern. I know you love my kids. Yeah. And then don't take any more bait. Yeah. So I think the biggest, um, I guess, cross-examination that I've ever gotten was from a bellhop in um, Philadelphia. It was so <laughs> funny that he was so, he went on and on and had all these questions. And by the end, he was like, huh, who knew, you know, but uh, he was very aggressive on the front end. And, um, but my family, when it's family, it's, you know, it's different. And, but I do think what Jen just said is that if you can remember they love your the kids and they're not familiar with homeschooling and so they love the kids and they want what's best for them and they're just not sure this is it you know so if I could look at it like that as I hear those things and just compassionately seeing well they don't know enough about homeschooling to be comfortable with this yet and so I think that that kind of helps and um and we have family that are huge proponents of public school who have you know been professors and who have been over yeah. like a speech therapy program um in a in a state um, or in a um public school system and um and I know they came to visit one time and um when the boys were pretty young and they they um were kind of looking through the materials and they were kind of asking questions and they had already kind of poked around and asked some questions like how long are you doing this like um is this this is temporary right you're not going to do this for high school you know but they came to visit and they saw what we were doing and they were like wow, I need a timeline, you know, like I need, uh, the professor told me this, like, if I had this, I could understand where everything happened. I mean, like, look at this, it's such an abstract subject. And when you look at the timeline, you can mm -hmm. see, you know, when everything happened. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, very helpful. 
helpful, you know? <laughs> and I think just kind of over time, them seeing what we were doing and then they weren't unkind, you know, we were grateful that they were not unkind or anything like that. But I do think that there was a little bit of reserve there about how long are you going to do this crazy thing that we don't really think you might yeah. should be doing, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. um, but over time they've become very supportive, very, very supportive. Well, and I, I, I'm with you both. If there's, if it's somebody that doesn't get to speak into your life, then don't let them, you know, that's something to kind of just be kind and generous with your way of managing that. But, um, my, I, my father was very supportive of, of homeschooling. He worked in something that he was, was had encountered homeschoolers and kind of, he was, he was for it (laughs) from the beginning, but my mother wasn't. And, um, you know, they're there. It was just really funny. They would kind of argue about it with me, but (laughs) I took her to a seminar that was, um, kind of, it was a, it was a doing it really in the sunlight method, not specifically talking about sunlight, but a literature-based teaching. I just took my, I was like, would you just come with me so you can hear what I've heard? And she came with me and never looked back. So I introduced her to the information that is what sold me on it. What made me trust that it was worth giving this time and, and, and trying it, you know, this was early on. And, and I still felt like we, it may take a few years for you to see it. It may take me a few years to see it, but I really, I I think you're going to see it. And once I had introduced her really to the same kind of information, it was, and I've, I've, I've ad, advised that for other people as well in, tell them what, you know, give them the same resources. If you read a book, if you went on the sunlight website and read the things and watched the videos, send it to them, yeah. you know, y'all watch this and think about this or read this. And then let me know what you think, because that's what it is. It's a totally different background on right on the information they don't know that information they may make a different decision but i don't feel like you're, you're talking if you're not if you're talking apples to oranges mm-hmm. which is like homeschool to public school right you got to be talking apples to apples so what are we trying to do and here's the information that made me feel like we could do that and then it's a a balanced conversation right yeah, I think a lot of times when people start questioning it, questioning it, it's because they're just less familiar with it. Um, what I have found is that the proof is in the pudding, so to speak, with homeschooling. And especially like if you're starting out your kids and this is their only school experience, your kids don't know anything yet. And so it's very hard to prove that, you know, they're learning, that you're teaching them these amazing things that homeschool has really had a big impact on them when they're in preschool or pre-K or kindergarten, you know, those early grades. Um, But I know once my daughter learned to read and learned to do basic math, and I saw her kind of taking off and learning things and realized like, okay, I have been able to teach her and this is working and made it much easier for me to then know, give those answers of this is why I chose to homeschool and 
hey, I see it working. So I think it's important to remember immediately, you're, you probably won't see the fruits of that. Um, but I think all of us after homeschooling a long time now would tell you like, there are so many benefits that now when people meet my kids, all I have to say is look at my kids. This, you know, this is why I homeschool. You know, if, if you have a problem with it, like Jen said, don't, don't let the people who don't speak into your life have a say in that. Um, but even the family members or close friends who at first were kind of like, oh, homeschooling, you know, as they've seen that my kids are perfectly normal kids and, you know, that they are turning out super well in a lot of areas, you know, because they are homeschooled, um, it's made a big difference. So, yeah, as always, though, if you need prayer, support, or encouragement from other people who have been there, you know, join us in the Sunlight app because we all, we love it. It's something that we will support you on. If you have a local network of homes too, you know, hook up with them because they have all been there as well and probably have very similar experiences and they at least come from that school background. So they know things that your well-meaning friends and family may not know or understand about homeschooling. So ladies, thank you so much for being here and sharing with us today. This is so great. And to hear how we all homeschool differently, but all with sunlight, you know, it works for all of us. It's very customizable and I really appreciate you. Thank you for joining us here on the Sunlight Connections podcast. You can also visit Sunlight Curriculum on social media, in our Sunlight app, or at sunlight.com. I am Sunny from Sunlight, reminding you to tune in next time.